You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. JP, siguro, he will be an enigma to men, especially young people like you. Bakit ba siya nag-betray kay Marcos in 86 and then now he wants to serve under the sun? Ano ba yung motive niya? So, it's everybody's guess. I think it's only and really who can answer whatever uh, is that on his mind. No? Bakit siya nagsaserve ulit? Parang wala kang bandirikadesa sa sarili mo na ikaw yung sumipa dyan ngayon eh. Ikaw naman yung nagkukumahog na magsilbi sa anak. No? That's Pulitzer Prize winner Manny Mogato, a former Reuters reporter who has covered the Philippines for nearly four decades. He was talking about Juan Ponce Enrile, who, at the ripe age of 98, has found himself yet another government post. This time, as incoming presidential legal counsel, and in the process, sparking a barrage of memes and endless chatter online. I'm Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast. Mr. Marcos, I don't think he is the duly elected president of the Filipino people. That is why we are withdrawing our allegiance to him as our commander-in-chief as of this moment. That was then-Defense Minister Enrile on February 22, 1986, at the press conference where he and Deputy Chief of Staff Fidel V. Ramos announced their defection from the Marcos administration. Is there a living person more linked to the last several decades of Philippine history than Juan Ponce Enrile? Enrile's career has spanned so many years that today's Filipinos know him for different reasons depending on their age. They might also just know him as that one government official who seems to have found a way to cheat time itself, and maybe even consequences. His career in public service actually began in 1966, when he was appointed by President Ferdinand Marcos Sr. to serve as finance secretary. I think he was recruited sa cabinet because of his role in 1965, you know? Alam mo na tumatakbo si Marcos noong 1965, meron siyang pelikula na ginawa about uh, talambuhay niya, yung iginuit ang tadhana. Eh, si then-President Gustavo Macapagal tried to ban the film kasi nga it will boost the candidacy of Marcos. No? And, and really, was a, a lawyer at that time who depended the showing of the film. Natalo yung ban ni Macapagal So parang doon sumikat si Enrile, nagkaroon ng good impression si 
Ferdinand Marcos Sr. So, kinuha sa cabinet. Kasi, and really, really has a very brilliant uh, mind. No? Enrile was Marcos's longest-serving cabinet appointee, working as Justice Secretary from 1968 to 1971 and Defense Minister from 1970 to 1971. After making a failed bid for the Senate, he was reappointed Defense Minister by Marcos in 1972, a post he would hold until 1986 or for the entirety of Marcos's dictatorship. Some might remember Enrile for his key role in Marcos's ouster, but he was also critical to the declaration and implementation of martial law. He was even central to the staged ambush that would be used to justify it. Actually, si JPE was, I think, the second most powerful person during Marcelo, no? Kasi si Presidente Marcos nga, well, siya presidente, pero yung implementor, yung administrator nung Marcelo was the defense minister, secretary, si JPE, no? So he was the second most powerful person sa government at that time. Nung medyo may sakit na si Pangulong Marcos, no? eh, nagkaroon ng parang power struggle. And really established the Reform the Armed Forces Movement, or RAM, that would not only oust Marcos along with the Filipino people, but continue to plot coups against President Corazon Aquino from 1986 Eh, siya pa rin yung main beneficiary ng mga ginagawang kulita, ng mga sundalo na very much identified with him. We're gonna pause for a quick break. But when we return, more on Enrile's political career and ever-shifting alliances. But first, a message from our sponsors. You've been on top of your game all day. So when you get home, all you want is to de-stress by streaming a virtual concert and wind down by binge-listening episodes of your favorite shows and podcasts. And for that, you need a connection that keeps up with you. That's PLDT Home, the Philippines' fastest home broadband. With a fiber-only plan, you can get up to 100 Mbps of only fiber and whole home Wi-Fi coverage letting you and your family make the most of what a digital lifestyle has to offer. Find out more about PLDT Home's fiber-only plan and save up to 3,600 pesos and earn up to 200 pesos in cashback. Visit www.pldthome.com fiber. We've covered just about half of JPE's career. He would go on to serve as Senate President under President Benigno Aquino III, the son of the president he repeatedly tried to oust. 
He experienced a resurgence in popularity when he led impeachment proceedings against Chief Justice Renato Corona. But his reputation suffered again when he was charged with plunder and graft in connection with the Janet Napolis pork barrel scam. He is currently out on bail due to his advanced age. Mogato sees this as another turning point in Enrile's career. So yung kanyang downfall after uh, Napoles, eh siguro sinisisi niya si Noynoy Aquino. No? Nag-start siyang ano, mag, uh, maging opposition and then nakita siguro yung Marcos family as an ally. Kasi in 2010, si Bongbong Marcos was already a senator and was planning to run for higher office in 2016. No? Although hindi lang siya nangalong vice president, So, nakita siguro ni JPE na may potential na Marcos comeback. So, yun, eh, tingin ko, naging isang factor yun para maglapit uli yung kanilang pamilya. So, that might account for Enrile returning to the Marcos family fold. But what reason could the Marcos family have to take back the same man who plotted their downfall? Hindi naman talaga very crucial o importante yung posisyon ni Enrile sa gobyerno ni Bongbong Marcos. No? Kasi para siyang legal advisor lang ng presidente. So he has no direct role in running the government. So he's only advising the president legally. Kasi sa tingin ko, it was a recognition of Enrile's brilliance as a legal mind. Alam nila na Maraming magawa si Enrile, especially in cases no, na would probably uh, hound the Marcos family. Kasi alam mo, ano ba yung estate tax na hindi mo alam kung magkano. No? Although in, in 2000, ang sabi ng Supreme Court, eh, around 23 billion no, yung utang ng Marcos estate. Pwede nilang i-harness o pwede nilang gamitin ang billion pa ni Enrile independing their uh, families at tax cases. What's more, Mogato believes that while Enrile might be back in government, the Marcos family will keep him at arm's length, and for good reason. Pero ako, personally, I, I don't think na ano eh, may complete trust yung Marcos family kay JBE. Kasi nga yung history, kung babalikan mo in the last 50 years, eh ano siya eh, Plip-plap ng plip-plap eh. No? Pwede ka kampe, pwede ka away. So I, I don't think they really trusted him. Kaya lang siguro yung nostalgia ng old uh, Marcos administration na he was there. Kaya nilagay siya, biro mo 98 years old na. So with his nearly 40 years in journalism, covering and following the ups and downs and the twists and turns of Enrile's career, I asked Mogato, What does he think of the veteran official? He is a very good lawyer, but he could be a very dangerous man. No, kasi I know that sometime in the past, he has his own selfish ambitions. He really wanted to become president, siguro, after Marcos. No? I see him as a scheming person. So, mas nakatakot, mas delikado. Although... Sabihin mo na talagang he's, he's a very good, very good uh, lawyer. And uh, as a politician, medyo mixed, ano? Kasi 
he won elections and he lost many elections. His first loss was in 1971, no? Actually, natalo siya nung 2001 elections, no? So, marami siyang, itong 2019, natalo din siya, no? So, 2016, natalo din siya. So, as a politician, talagang everybody siguro sinasabi na ano siya, laos na. Kasi hindi na siya nananalo eh, no? I still personally believe na he's a very dangerous man. And finally, I asked how he thinks Enrile will be remembered. People will still look at him, not in a nice way. No? Kasi you betrayed Marcos in 86, and then here you are serving the sun. It's a political comeback for him, pero siguro in, in his own selfish way. Hindi, hindi ko naman nakikita na ano eh, his image will be, will be repaired by serving Marcos. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Bella Perez Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. If you liked today's episode, you might also be interested in listening to Radio Malayak, Sound Bites of a Revolution, an audio experience by Puma Podcast and the Cultural Center of the Philippines, with archival sound recordings from Radio Veritas. Just search for Radio Malaya on Spotify. And follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're excited to build our community with you. And it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.